Welcome back to another episode of Hot Takes. I'm Cody Blazak. Today, David Smith will not be with us as he is feeling a bit under the weather, but he should be returning to Hot Takes this upcoming Friday so we can get you a good preview of the upcoming week of sports. We have a lot going on. College football, NFL, the NBA started back up, NHL. I don't know if I already said the MLB playoffs. There's so much going on. So it'll be a good Friday episode leading into the weekend, covering everything that's happening Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday. Then we get back to you Monday. But on today's Wednesday show, uh, recapping the past couple of days, yesterday, which was Tuesday, the Dodgers defeated the Braves in Game 3 of the NLCS, and then the Astros defeated the Red Sox in Game four of the ALCS. I don't I think I said NLCS for the Braves Dodgers. That was the NLCS. Um Braves led through the eighth or to the eighth inning. Led all the way since the fourth till the eighth inning, where the Dodgers took a three run shot. Bellinger hit it deep. And then later on in that eighth inning, Mookie Betts had a double that brought a run in. The series is now 2-1 to one in favor of the Braves. Game 4 will be tonight. Be a big... Atlanta Atlanta needs some hope. Um, this Dodgers team does not need to come alive. I think this will be a, a make-or-break game for Atlanta. I think this is one of those scenarios where Atlanta wins tonight. They win the series. But if they lose and it series ties 2-2, I'm not sure there's a whole lot of hope for this Atlanta Braves team. That is all yet to come later on tonight. That game will start and give or take an hour. Uh, we're, we're, we're cheating a bit with this show because it's recorded in the day. Um, so uh, theoretically, it's supposed to be like 6-0-2, 6-0-3. And the Astros-Red Sox game could possibly be over. But, uh, yeah, they start at 4.08. So, about two hours before the show comes on. We'll probably game will probably still be going on. Boston favored to win that game. Um, I also think this is one of those games where Boston needs and has to win this game in order to win the series. I'm not sure they're going to be able to come back if they're down 3-2 to two in the Astros win tonight. I think the Red Sox have to get it done in Boston today. Uh, Chris Sale pitching for them. I think this is just, I think this is one of those games where you win tonight. You may not win in game six, but I think you will win game six or game seven. Just, I'm not sure. Fenway Park, I think, uh, I think the Braves had the advantage, obviously. I think they need to take this one and uh, I think they have a very, very good chance at winning that ALCS matchup and heading to the World Series. Same for the Braves. They win tonight. I think they have a very cha- good chance of winning that NLCS and heading to the World Series. I know a lot of people here in Starkville, Mississippi, where our studios are at, 91.1 WMSV. A lot of Braves fans here. Also, I don't want to say we have a lot of Red Sox fans, but... We also have Renfro playing for Boston. So I know a lot of people rooting for him and this Red Sox team. I think it would be awesome 
to see the Braves and the Red Sox in the World Series. I also think that I would love for that to happen because Atlanta is very, very close to here. And I maybe I could get a little lucky and go see a game. But very excited to see how that series, or both of those series, wraps up as we uh, are towards the end of the MLB season. Monday night, we had our uh, Monday night football game. The Bills and the Titans, David and I both picked Buffalo to win. We were both wrong. I needed a total of 70 points for fantasy to win my game. Boy, was I close. I got 63. Derrick Henry went off 143 yards, three touchdowns. Josh Allen did well, 353 yards in the air, three TDs, an interception, 26 yards on the ground. He didn't play awful. He had three sacks, got sacked three times. He had a good game. Um, Early on, it didn't seem like he was able to get a lot of things going, obviously got that going. But this Tennessee team, I just... Derrick Henry historically has struggled with the Buffalo Bills defense the past couple of years, the past three or four years. I don't think he had more than 70 rush yards in a game, and he ended up being able – he had a 70-yard run in the first quarter. So, I mean, he solved that almost instantly. Excuse me, it was early in the second quarter. He had a 76-yard run. Um, First touchdown of the game. Derrick Henry has had an incredible season through six games so far. He had a very rough week one. Very, very rough. But he has just put on, I mean, he's put a show on the past couple of weeks and just tore it up. Like I said, first week rough. He had 58 yards on 17 carries. Then he went to Seattle and he tore it up, 182 yards and three touchdowns. They were uh, they played Kansas City next. Didn't have a great turnout, but still 113 yards. Played the Jets. They lost to the Jets, but he still had 157 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Then they traveled to Jacksonville, where he had 130 yards and three touchdowns on the game. Then at when they played uh, Buffalo, 143 yards, three touchdowns. If my if I remember and I'm what it sounds like, I think from looking at it, he's had three games with three touchdowns. That's crazy, absolutely insane. Ten touchdowns on the season. Um, I mean, this man is just. I I don't know what else to say about him. Um, I think both of these teams are just ridiculously good as well um Tennessee didn't start off super hot and it definitely looked like they were about to go three and three instead they're four and two same record as Buffalo Ryan Tannehill struggled in that game got going a little more I mean listen I think any quarterback with the receiving core of the Titans in particularly AJ Brown and Julio Jones I think you're going to have Nine times out of ten, you're going to have a good passing performance. I don't care what the quarterback is or who it is. So I think it's one of those things where 
it just depends how the players play because that that Titans team is stacked. Um very good team. That Buffalo team is stacked too. Buffalo is one of those teams where they're a, I'm not going to say Tennessee isn't, but Buffalo is definitely a legit title contender. And I think Tennessee is too, maybe not to the extent of Buffalo. But I mean that Buffalo defense is I mean, especially against the run and Derrick Henry putting up those yards. So that either tells you the claim of Buffalo isn't that great of a rush defense or Derrick Henry is just that good of a running back. And I would I would beg to say that Derrick Henry is just that good of a running back. Uh, last night, NBA season tipped off. What a night. In the NBA, there were only two games, but we had the Nets and the Bucks. Bucks defeated the Nets, Warriors and the Lakers. Warriors defeated the Lakers. Um, the Bucks. I, I don't even know how to like express this, but it. Giannis Antetokounmpo is also just. I mean, listen, he's an incredible player. Chris Middleton also. Um, we saw some points off the bench from Pat Connington. I mean, Jordan Nora also had 15 points off the bench. So this, I mean, this Bucks team, I mean, they might be legit again. And I mean, I think I know a lot of people were kind of like they shouldn't have been last year, but this, this, this Nets team is going to scare me. And I know it's the first game of the season, but I, there are so many this is also why the Lakers scare me. The same reasoning I'm going to give for the Nets. I do not like a whole lot of big names, whether they're a superstar now or they were a superstar five years ago. I do not enjoy that dynamic on a team. I don't think it is good. I don't think it's healthy. I think all of the older players, so like, like Blake Griffin or uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, in particular for the Nets. I'm not saying they're going to think they're all that again, but they were superstars back in their days. And I feel like getting on a team with all these other new young superstars, I feel like ego is a little bit of a thing and they're going to try and make their mark again. I just, I'm not very comfortable with it. KD is also KD. A lot of people think he's the best player in the world at the moment. James Harden, I mean, he only, I mean, he had 20 points, eight rebounds, eight assists. I think he's going to be that same player we saw last year, which honestly, I loved watching James Harden with the Nets versus the Rockets. I was not, I, I was not a big fan of James Harden with the Rockets. So I like, I enjoy seeing KD and James Harden playing together again. But I mean, you got Joe Harris, who is. I mean, he's a good player. I feel like he's given a lot of hype, and rightfully so. I just don't know about this team. The Bucks, on the other hand, I feel like they don't care about the pride or anything. They're going to go out and play the game they love and get the win, however it is, whether it's their star players or the bench players. Uh, on the other side for the Lakers and the Warriors, Steph Curry had an awful shooting performance. Nonetheless, 21 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, first game of the season, triple-double. Uh, I hope this is the Steph we see again, where he just uh, looks ungodlike. Um, 
Warriors without Klay Thompson and James Wiseman still defeat the Lakers by seven. Uh, Jordan Poole, I mean, my lord, this kid is making it. Gonna, he's going to make a name for himself. Um, and I hate to say that on the pure fact of one game, but we saw his improvement during the offseason. Um, Otto Porter Jr. also on the Warriors at the moment played all those seasons with um, – oh, excuse me, I'm losing my thought. Washington Wizards, excuse me. Um, I think this will be good for Otto. Um, I don't know how much playing time he'll get. And I don't know if he'll be as good as he was with the Wizards, but he's not, I mean, he's only 28 years old, so he's got some time in the league left in him. Um, I think it's just crazy that a team like this without two really big players and James Wiseman and Clay Thompson can beat such a hyped up team like the Lakers in the first game of the season. And I know, LeBron said in his post-game interview, it's first game, we'll get it all together. Uh, it's mm, Lakers are one of those teams with all these names, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, DeAndre Jordan, Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, Dwight Howard, Rajon Rondo, I mean, even Avery ba- Bradley and Malik Monk. I mean, Malik Monk more or less, but the first couple I named, I mean, they're just... Anthony Davis, LeBron James, DeAndre Jordan, Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, Dwight Howard, and Rajon Rondo were all stars in the league at some point in time. That's seven players. I don't think seven all-stars or seven players that were all-stars at some point in their career and consistently and very, very good in their prime should be on a team together. I don't think it works. There are two players on this Laker team that had double-digit points, LeBron and AD. AD had 33, LeBron had 34. Everyone else did not have double digits. Carmelo Anthony was the second highest scorer behind, or the third highest scorer behind those two at nine points. Everyone else had nine points or less. Actually, everybody had eight points or less behind Carmelo Anthony. So, I just, it's one of those things that it's very uncomforting for me. Austin Reeves, young little, I mean, he's, he's young. And he looked good preseason out of Oklahoma. I hope he'll get some playing time. He kind of reminds me of like a, an Alex Caruso type of guy. Um, he's not going to be a superstar, but he's going to be loved by the fans and he's going to make some big-time plays. And he's going to be a dependable, reliable guy down the stretch. Maybe maybe not to the extent of uh, like Steve Kerr with the Bulls, but something similar to how... Steve Kerr played because Austin Reeves can shoot the deep ball. He can handle. I mean, he's a smart player. So I think that'll kind of be what it's like for Austin Reeves and that Lakers team. But I'm not very confident in this Lakers team whatsoever. It's even weirder to think that the Warriors made less threes than the Lakers and still won. So just a little something interesting side note on that we'll go we'll jump into we'll jump into my favorite talk, talk time of the day the NHL uh Sabres Canucks Canadians Sharks Panthers Lightning uh well I'll go with Panthers Lightning just because I'm a 
huge Lightning fan, and I can't believe we're two and two this season. It's it's very aggravating. Um, Florida three and zero defeated the Lightning last night at Amelie Arena four to one. Uh, Florida was a great team last year, and I think they're going to be a very good team this year. I, I really don't want to play them again, but this Tampa team played the Capitals on Saturday, defeated them 2-1 to one in overtime, and it looked like it was the Lightning team that we were used to seeing from the past couple years. Chris Passes, just smart, excuse me, uh, smart puck play, um, I think that they looked like they used to Saturday. I don't think they looked like that last night. I think they have a lot to do with cleaning up. I think this is one of those lightning teams that might also have a little too much star power. Stamkos, Hedman, Kucherov, Braden Point. Corey Perry, Ryan McDonough, and then Andres Vasilevsky. And then I think behind that, Sergachev is good and he's young. I mean, he's going to be something special. He will be. Sorelli, Kalorn, Palat, Ross Colton's young and is going to be a great player. I think Kachuk will be good. I think, I mean... He's 23. I think he'll be a really good player, too. Um, you got Bogo, Bogosian, Pat Maroons, Pat Maroons. So, um, I think it's going to be a, a nerve-wracking first half of the season, maybe first third of the season for the Tampa Bay Lightning coming off of a repeat championship season. Didn't lose a whole lot. Did lose some key players, though, especially in Yanni Gord, who is now with the Seattle Kraken. I think that a team... It's almost one of those things where, like the Lakers and like the Nets, you have so much superstar power and on that team that they should not lose a game. I think the issue is, is that you have so much super superstar power that they all try and do it themselves. And for granted, I know on this Lightning team that there is a lot of the positions are spread out and you have line changes and everything for hockey. But it's just, I mean, I listen, as a fan, I love having all these players. But when I dig into it, it kind of makes me nervous. But I, I can dive into that at another time. The Colorado Avalanche... Lost to the Washington Capitals last night as well. Washington bouncing back after their loss from Tampa Bay in overtime. Um, I do not believe Ovechkin did play. My bad. Excuse me. He had a goal. Um, But I think the real talk of the night is Kuznetsov. Had three points. um, Two goals and an assist. So I think it's good to see for Washington more than just Ovechkin doing everything, more or less to say. Uh, Nathan McKinnon for the Avalanche did not look good last night. Um, He had an assist, but he was minus five 
on the ice. Definitely not something you want to see from your top player. Red Wings over the Blue Jackets. It's weird, very, very weird to see this Red Wing team be 2-0-1 at the moment. Um, I mean, my lord, Tyler Bertuzzi started the game off with four goals and a game. He's at five right now. He scored last night. This team isn't awful. I'll give it to them. They really aren't. Um, they look a lot better than I thought they would. Um, they have Dylan Larkin, great. I mean, Corpusalo looked pretty, uh, he looked all right, to be completely honest, for Columbus. Um, he did defend a lot of shots. There were a lot of shots taken that game. But this Detroit team, I mean, Bertuzzi, Fabry, Larkin, um, Mitchell Stevens, who was from the Lightning, um, Lindstrom, Stahl, DeKaiser, I mean, there aren't, I mean, they don't have an awful team. This Detroit team could do well this year. I don't know at the moment, but I I, I think they could be a very good team. Or not good, we'll say middle of the pack kind of team. Um, I guess the last game I'll review from yesterday's NHL slate, the Oilers and the Ducks. Um, Oilers topped the Ducks 6-5. Leon Dreisaitl is Leon Dreisaitl. Connor McDavid is Connor McDavid. Seven total points. No, yes, seven total points between the two of them last night. Um, Easily the best two point getters or scorers, if you want to call it, in the league. I mean, it's just ridiculous to watch them play together. I don't think it's fair to have potentially the best two the two best players in the league on a team together. And I know I know if 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 it were the lightning, I would be like, Yeah. But <laughs> it's just it's it's weird to see something like that. Um so I mean that uh, that Edmonton Oilers, te- excuse me, that Edmonton Oiler team, uh, they're going to be a good team. I have a lot of hope for them this year. I think it'll be fun to watch them. It's, all the Edmonton Oiler games are fun to watch because they have potentially the best two players in the league at the moment. Um, real quick, we've got give or take five minutes left. Um, we got a little since this is our show before. Tomorrow for Thursday Night Football, we got the Browns and the Broncos. Baker Mayfield up against Teddy Bridgewater. It is weird for me, in my opinion at least, to think that the leading wide receiver, or excuse me, leading player with receiving yards... On this Browns team is a tight end in in Joku. The only reason I say that is because you have Beckham, Odell Beckham Jr. and you have Jarvis Landry. For granted, Jarvis Landry has been hurt. Odell Beckham Jr. has been hurt. But it's weird to see a player like Njoku have the most receiving yards. I I say that 
Because when I think of tight ends that can do that, I think of two. Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. There's the only two tight ends, at least, I think that could do that on teams. And I know we're not but six games into the season, but it's just it's odd in my opinion. Browns are favored to win this game according to the ESPN Football Power Index, 55.2% chance. Broncos have a 44.5% chance. There is a 0.4% chance of a tie. Broncos, or excuse me, Browns are minus two in the spread. Statistically, uh, this might be a toss-up. Statistically, points per game are five points apart. Points allowed per game, uh, Cleveland allows 0.8 fewer points allowed per game than they do points scored per game. Uh, I mean, Cleveland leads the Browns in all of these categories. They have an upper hand, not by much, but they do have an upper hand in just about every category. I think uh, the key for this Browns team is Baker Mayfield getting his stuff together. Baker Mayfield, I believe, also is out. So, Keenum's going to start. I believe it was released earlier today, if I'm correct, that Baker Mayfield is out. Case Keenum will start. And, you know, as a Browns fan, I'm not sure that's a bad thing. But listen, Baker Mayfield Baker Mayfield is probably no, I'm going to say probably. He is. He is one of the best 32 quarterbacks in the league. He should be should be a starting quarterback. Case Keenum on the other hand though is really really good at coming in positions like these and making it his team for the rest of the season and winning games and make I mean, he did this Oh, I cannot remember who it was with, but I want to say Case Keenum did this with the Vikings. I, I, I mean, this is from my memory, which sometimes isn't the best. And I think I am correct. It was the Vikings. I'm looking up the teams he's played for. It might have even been the Texans, too. He played for... The Texans, two seasons. The Rams, two seasons. The Vikings, a season. The Broncos, a season. Washington, a season. And this is his second season with the Browns. I think... I don't know how else to put it besides... He has done this before. And I think he's got a chance. Um, He was the starter for Denver. I, I believe he was the starter in... 2018... I mean, he's not, he, he isn't a terrible quarterback in complete honesty. He's got, I mean, he was incredible in Houston. His, whenever he was in college, I don't remember. Um, but I think this will be something big for them. So uh, whether it's Baker Mayfield or Case Keenum coming in, the rest of the season, I mean, I think uh, Baker Mayfield should be get back sometime relatively soon. And I think that Jarvis Landry and Odo Beckham Jr. will be back around that time. I don't really know the timeline for Jarvis Landry. I know Odo Beckham Jr. is kind of week to week. Landry could be kind of out, period. Um, 
but I, I just I, I think it's not a bad thing to see that we're gonna see Case Keenum here starting this Thursday. I uh, I personally have the Browns winning this by about ten points, so I think it'll be one of those good matchups between kind of Teddy Bridgewater and a guy that came in for Drew Brees, and now Case Keenum coming in for. Baker Mayfield for the Browns, kind of uh, one of those matchups where both quarterbacks weren't starting, they were backups, and they came in, they made it their team, and they went well with it. But uh, that's all I've got for today. I have the Browns winning that. We'll be back again Friday, hopefully with David Smith. If you have an opportunity, you can look us up on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, or Apple Podcasts in particular. Um, give us a like or a follow, give us a couple listens. If you missed an episode of make it up hot takes, you can spell my last name, B L A S Z C Z A K. And you can find it that way. That's all I got. I'm Cody Blazak. We'll talk to you Friday.